good evening. Good evening, this is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brethren with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome to Speak Life, beloved. Praying all is well with you. Welcome to all those the Lord has sent. So, yes, Lord. Today is July 26, 2023, and I'm lifting up my whole household along with myself, and I'm lifting up you and your whole household, beloved. I am lifting the kingdom family <laughs> worldwide, the martyr saints, persecuted saints, those trotting down, those taken by misdealers, those feeling weak, weary, withered, and worn, lifting them, lifting up their families worldwide in the name of Jesus. Yes, I'm praying peace over you, peace of mind, peace peace over us, peace of mind, peace in our hearts, peace with God, peace within ourselves, peace with one another, peace in our households, with our marriages, our children, our whole household. I'm praying for peace for all of us as the children of God. This is not a peaceful climate, but in in this generation, but we have the Prince of Peace and we have, yes, Lord, I needed this. And we have the offering of peace that passes all understanding. God, that's a, that's a part of our inheritance in the name of Jesus. That's a part of our inheritance. Yes, peace that passes. All understanding is a part of our inheritance. So let's go to the throne. Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for hearing my heart. Thank you for hearing my thoughts. Thank you for meeting us at every point of need, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray we all surrender to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we come in alignment and agreement with what you say, knowing you're all truth. Lord, I thank you for showing up and participating I thank you for being the head over everything. In the name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way, crucify this flesh in me. And have your way, Lord. Come on in the room, Lord. The door is open. You don't even have to knock. You have grant you are granted full access and lordship on both sides of this camera and computer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for the breath of your holiness and your spirit, Lord. Even when we don't even know you've given it to us, Lord, let our praises go up now in the name of Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I give you all the honor and all the glory in the name of Jesus. Even when we don't know what truly we are heirs to, Lord. Remember, we are mere men, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you be glorified and you be lifted up high. 
be glorified, be lifted up high. Oh, master, mighty God, excellent King, hallelujah. Bind up everything, every voice, every lie. Shut the mouth of lions in the name of Jesus. Lord God, be glorified. Be glorified. Be glorified in the name of Jesus. And I thank you in advance. In the beautiful and mighty name of Jesus. So welcome, beloved. Welcome for all those the Lord has sent. This is Speak Live. I am so honored to be with everybody tonight. And I thank God for any Speak Life family. You are a blessing. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. God said, go for the one. And it's the one that keeps me coming back. It's the one. It's the one. We are heirs together and co-heirs with Christ. And I thank God. So what I came to talk about is count it as a blessing and keep it moving. Count it as a blessing and keep it moving. Count them as a blessing and keep it moving. Count there as a blessing and keep it moving. We are declaring that we are houses who is founded by the Lord, a house who founder is the Lord. So today has been interesting. Earlier this afternoon, I, you know, um, have, you can, I, there's been a tone set. I'm trying to look for the right words. I think one of the thing is, one of the hardest assignments God for me can give is to proclaim the gospel and not just proclaim the gospel, to actually desire him. When he puts himself in your heart and whether you want to receive or you don't, whether you walk in it or you don't. But then when he say, go out and proclaim the gospel, I find that when he gave me commission and he told me who, I wrestled with that because I didn't grow up in church. We went to church when we were really young, but as a teenager or even around 10 or so, I know we weren't in church. My sister might have been, but 10. But we were really young. And my family grew up in church. So my mom grew up in church. And But when we was in Hartford, we I don't remember ever going to church. We went to tents when the revivals came. Or we could hear it because they were right there. It was so interesting to me. Sometimes scary, but it was. And so when God gave me the commission to preach to the lost sheep of Israel, I strove with the Lord. Because that's one of the toughest assignments. The toughest assignment is like teaching a math teacher 
teaching a math teacher. They may be teaching the basic level of math, but when you try to help them grow in another level of math, sometimes they can think, well, I'm a math teacher. Why would you be teaching me math? But you may have the keys that they don't have. And so it's, it's like teaching any, it's, it's, it's teaching somebody whatever that they think they already know. But God sends the teacher. Sometimes it's even hard to maintain relationships with people when you're called for service. If you, if you really study the scripture, this is why the disciples forsook all because you may have to especially when it gets to a point where you are being forced to make a decision between having people around you and your call so if you have an issue with people and you have an issue with being validated and you have an issue with people accepting you and i mean to be chosen by god anyway if we have an issue with being accepted it's going to be a really tough walk if we have an issue with releasing things and people it's going to be the the walk that part of the process could be the hold up to the whole process and so many of us that um even some, okay, I'll use scripture wise. Some of the strongest men and women of God, they had to leave their families, especially men. They had to leave their families. When David then was going to war, they didn't have a baby on their hip and their wife, you know, massaging their back. A lot of times the women had to get left behind. And there was even a time when the women was taken. And then David saw the people. Then David got to see who was around him. He got to see. Mm -hmm. Because people are very funny. People are with you um, until you know who's with you until they get upset. My son posted that. My mother always told me, but it's true. You know who with you and you know a person's heart when they get upset with you. When when y'all are chummy chummy, you really don't know. You know where your relationship in any form is we bind up even the head wrap being a distraction we you know with your relationship friendship whatever when a person get mad with you i mean really when they when they get mad or you then stepped on a toe or you then struck a nerve or you then hit a sore spot you then or or that place where they're not ready to deal with, you know, that I can always tell a lot of times since doing this, since being a part of Speak Life, 
I can always tell when something has been said that hit a sore spot. A spot that may need to be healed, may need to be delivered. A, a spot that we don't, mm -mm, don't touch that right there. We cool, we cool until you say something about my children. We cool until you say something about my mother. We cool until what? Until you touch my money. We cool until, don't put your hand on my plate. We we cool until you put, I remember I stopped talking to my over my head rest. We We cool until that. We cool. I was young. I was, hey, we cool until you do that. Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, we, you know, we in this thing together. Oh, you brought that subject up. Oh, no. Mm -mm. We not cool right now. <laughs> and that's when you see the dynamics of the heart. When you see the dynamics of the heart. When you didn't touch that forbidden place. Mm -hmm. or that place where they're, somebody's measuring themselves with you. When something's been, the cover's been pulled back. Some place we, some sin we creep in there. Mm -hmm. Some change you want me to make. We we cool until then. We cool until I done lost something being around you. We cool until then. Yeah. So it says in First Samuel thirty. I will start. First Samuel thirty. I like Samuel. I love his mama. Okay. First Samuel 30, um, we're in verse 1. First Samuel 30, verse 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag. Um, yeah, we just gonna start here. Okay. Oh, oh, and so let's see what is the backdrop of this. So um, David is running for Saul, the king that was actually removed by God already, but David couldn't go in position yet because David honored God. You know, most people be like, pack your bags, get out. Mm -mm. David understood God's order and anointing. So I will start in uh, chapter 29 so we can get a backdrop. And Achish called David and said unto him, Surely, as the Lord live, you have been upright. And you're going out and you're coming in with me, and the host is good in my sight. Now, he is he is running from Saul, and he's with the Philistine, lifelong enemies of God's people and God's children. This is why Achish is saying this to him, because everybody knows David is mighty. Hallelujah. Before he even sit in the throne, the young girls were saying, Saul have killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. So he rose in, in the army. He's the one that took out Goliath. So he's the one God anointed 
to take the throne to well to be on the throne outside of Saul. Okay, so Achish is part of the Philistines. Okay, and Achish called David and said unto him, Surely, as the Lord lives, you have been upright, and you're going out and you're coming in with me, and um, in the host is good in my sight, for I have not found evil in you since the day of your coming. This should be our report. Wherever we go, it says, um, if we are allowing the Lord to be our Lord, okay? It says, uh, you're coming unto me until this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor you not. His, his people did not trust David because they know David just with a few men took out, out kings and everything. So it says, wherefore now return and go in peace that you displease not the lords of the Philistines. And David said unto Achish, but what have I done and what have you found in your servants so long as I have been with you until this day that I may not go fight against the enemies of my lord, the king. I believe they was about to fight Saul, but I'm not 100% sure. We didn't go back there, but I believe uh, that was because they were, I mean, when David, they were always fighting the Philistines, you know, and then certain things are, um, certain things, certain every time the children of God walk away from God, turn our back on God, he lifts up an enemy. And their enemies that may have been long-standing enemies, the Philistines, the Assyrians, uh, Syria, Bashan, there's just um, Ammonites, Amorites, and so the other lot child, Moabites. These are Mount Seir. These are enemies of Egypt, Babylon of God's children, um, the Edomites. They're just, there's different people, different groups, different nations, different kingdoms of people, different spirits of people that have been long-term enemies. And now David has partnered because he's running from Saul. It says, and Achish answered and said to David, I know that you are good in my sight but they were going to go against Saul and the other ones knew he was if he was such a servant to Saul even though he's a servant to Achish they knew if worse came to worse those are his brethren though those are his brethren so Achish answered and said unto David I know that you are good in my sight as an aged man, as an angel, sorry, as an angel of God, notwithstanding the princes of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us to the battle. Wherefore, now, here's a now, rise. Here's an arise. Okay. 
Now rise up early in the morning with your master's servants that are come with you, with your master's servants. Mm. And as soon as you be up early in the morning and have light, depart. So David and his man rose up, his men rose up early in the um early to depart in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines. And the Philistines went to Jezreel. It says, okay, land of the Philistines. Okay, wait a minute, something is going on here. Now the Philistines gathered together. Yeah, okay. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day, okay, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burnt it up and burnt it with fire and had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men, men came to the city and behold, it was burnt with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive. Uh, uh, hymnum, <laughs> whatever, a hymnum, and uh, the Jezreelite and Abigail. I know Abigail because I love Abigail, and Abigail, the wife of Naples, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke a speck of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. When this is, this was the original thought behind this message. Um, earlier today, I experienced something and it's not the first time. And so I know um, people you have to meet people where they are. But people, a lot of times they'll get in conversations, especially with a Christian, and they'll say, don't push your religion on me for those that don't want to receive. They think you're being pushy. But if I'm talking to you and every word come out of your mouth is a nasty word or a bad word, you're pushing that on me too. So we as human beings don't know how to have a situation, don't know how to have an event in the day. And it's just that pocket because we'll say, I had a bad day. You didn't have a bad day. You had a bad little pocket or an experience in a pocket. Sometimes it's not even a bad thing. It's just something we don't like. And now it's become this big thing, okay? You have one hiccup in the church. Now the whole church is bad. Now you won't ever go to church because all the churches are bad. You might've had a conversation you ain't like with one person. They might've even say, baby, if you die in this, you're going, you're going to go to hell, whatever the case may be. Instead of growing from what's being said, we cancel it all out. So 
you can have a conversation with somebody that if we're mature, we should be able to agree to disagree. But there's ways that we have, even folk in the church, there's ways we could have. We can have a conversation we don't agree with. And now somebody is splattering your name just because. Now all the other good things, now they don't have nothing good to say about you. And then some people even go as far to deframe your character or or even try to cause you harm because they didn't like something that was said or done. And it's just like with David, these men have been with him and now they're ready to stone him. And that's how we act. We act like that. And some of us supposed to be fire baptized. Some of us are in the faith, but we have to mature to that level. I was a person, uh, as long as you don't bother me, we won't have no problems. But once you bother me, we got a problem. And I was a revengeful. I was revengeful. But after a lot of stripes from the Lord and time and teaching, I had to be delivered from always wanting to fight always wanting to curse somebody out, always wanting to cut you down my tongue, being nice, nasty, because you have to be delivered from that before you should be preaching. You should be delivered from that before you're teaching. You should be delivered from that before you even singing, ushering people in because you're pouring out that. James said sweet and bitter water shouldn't be coming from the same fountain. It's the way he put that. And so there is weaning, there's purging, there is deliverance, there's healing that needs to be done. And God knows when he can set you before the people. And so, but it's a process. It could be a year, it could be years, it could be whatever. It could be a lifetime <laughs> of whatever time, you know, it. it's a process. And at one point, I didn't understand that because I was on fire for the Lord or I am on fire, with, but I was really, I had the zeal of God, but not based on knowledge because I just had the zeal, but I didn't know the Lord. And it's a process. And it's still, it's always going to be a process. Until the day we are no more, we're going to need to be delivered and healed from something because we really don't know what's in us. We don't know what is in us. We don't know what may be hiding. We don't know. And so God knows. Even with Peter, I'll die for you. Peter didn't know he had some cowards still left in him. And so, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So it's a process. It's a process. But we got to be able to examine ourselves and we got to be able to take when someone is talking into us and hitting them sore spots. When something goes wrong, if we were on one accord ever, or if we are confessing the one father, the one God, the one baptism, the one, um, the one, if we are, if we are confessing those things, then we should be operating in a totally different spirit. But I've come to learn 
and this is something my natural sister would tell me, is meet people where they are. You can't always meet people for where they think they are or where they say they are. You have to meet them where they actually exhibit they are. So it says in um, Ephesians 4 and 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy. I therefore, or for this reason, the prisoner of the Lord, because it don't have to be a natural. Once you are being molded by God and you're walking with Christ and you're giving him your life and you're giving him your time, the Holy Spirit literally apprehends. The word of God literally apprehends us, okay? And because now God is truly our life. And we are in his life. And at times it can feel like an imprisonment. Like I said, there are things you might have to release. And 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 Paul said he counted all dunge. And when you get to that point, you realize it is. A person could be in so many places. Your education doesn't matter. Not in Christ. Your circumcision, like he says, to uh, for the Hebrews, doesn't matter, not in Christ. Your money doesn't matter, not in Christ. Poverty doesn't matter, not in Christ. Your status in this world doesn't matter, not in Christ. Not in Christ. You count it all joy. Master degree, associates, bachelor, PhD. It does not matter. Not in Christ. Not in Christ. Mm -mm. That's earthly, worldly things. Not in Christ. Not in Christ. Mm -mm. Your shortcomings. Not in Christ. No. Not in Christ. Mm -mm. Our addictions, our sins, as we walk out with Christ. That's where you get the 10 lepers. As we walk out, all those things, some things are, we be taken from us the same self hour. Some things we got to walk out. Some things immediately, some things may take a lifetime to process out of. But those things don't hinder Christ and the work that God does from us, through us. No. Mm -mm. Whether you're the most popular person or nobody knows you, not in Christ. God said he uses the foolish things. It's usually those people that people count it out. And so people count it out. And people may try to hold us bound because of those things that they have. But it don't matter. Not in Christ. Not in Christ. Mm -mm. So we have to walk worthy of what God says about us. We have to walk worthy of who God called us to be. That's what matters. Our relationship with God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. That's what matters. The time we spend 
that's what matters. Somebody could have been in church for 53 years, okay? And um, even 50, okay, say they've been in church all their life. Person like me come from out of the world and God has already decided, I called you to teach. I called you to preach. You have to go teach and preach. You're going to the house of Israel. You're going to the lost sheep of Israel. So you're going for the one. Yes, they grew up in the church. Yes, you're 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 maybe only 10 years, 19 years, five years, three years in Christ. But he has imparted what they don't have. Or we're stirring up what's in a person. And some people become offended because they're looking at your time you made the confession. They're not looking at your time you spend with the Lord. They're not looking at that. They're looking at, I've been, I was in my mother's belly sitting in the pew and here you come and you call yourself a pastor. Oh, they call themselves a pastor now. And now they're touching God's anointed. And now it's going to affect their life. Hopefully it affects your life and you don't go all the way to judgment with that. David was a wise man. If we just study the scripture, we would know how our life is supposed to be. I was thinking about this. And you know how... I could come day to day, study, eat the word, talk to the Lord, spend time. So if I came talking to you about your uh, your your education, some people push to be top of the class. If I'm talking about your career, some people push to be top in their profession. So whatever the case, athletics, some people push to be top athlete, top paid athlete, whatever the case may be. But if I come talking to you about this time you spend with the Lord, and then if we know we're not pushing to be top disciple, discipled by God, if we're not pushing to be top ready, rapture ready, the conversation turns. The conversation turns. And now they could be looking at you as a foe instead of a friend now. And people want you to turn it off. But if I'm talking to you about anything on the internet, we can have that conversation. As long as it's not about the Bible and the internet. I could be on here talking about anything. I could be on here talking about all the things that I've gone through and, and all the things that you may be going through. And I could talk about my accolades. I could talk about my failures and have all these views. But when I start to say, do you date God? Do you, what time do you give him in your days? Do you eat your daily bread? 
the conversation turns at times or many times because that's that spot right there. It's like punching somebody in the same spot. That's how a lot of boxers win and, and different things. They Or wrestlers, they hit you in the same spot that they know is tender. And now you go from being a woman of God or a man of God to a foe. An avoided person. Bible thumper. Holy than thou. Whatever the case may be. And God sent you. Because you have something. That the other person or people need. But in two we see value. On our souls. And two we see achieving soul salvation and walking out soul salvation until we see God is valuable. We don't want to hear it because we're so earthly bound being spiritual creatures. Spiritual creatures. In heaven, you're not going to be talking about your PhD, your doctrine, your, your master degree, your bank account. Those things are earthly. They're going to burn up. So God sends those to get us spiritually mindset. Mindsetted. And we walk away from that. Not knowing. We got to give an account for that. We don't see it as valuable. We don't see our souls as valuable. We don't see ourselves as spiritually valuable. Because if we do, we're going to thirst after God. We're going to hunger for righteousness. And we're going to want people around us that's going to help feed that. So we'll be rapture ready. So we'll be called, when our name get called, we leave out of here in the peace that we're heirs to. There's things we're heirs to. But we're thinking so earthly and so small. Think about when you're in the plane, how small earth looks. So imagine if we live like that. Earthly things are small. Imagine if we walk like the trees God say we are, the trees of Lebanon. Earth will look so small. And living in flesh will look so small and so meaning, meaningless. Knowing we got a greater tabernacle. A house founded not by man's hands. But built on the Lord, built on the rock, solid foundation unshakable, unmovable. So when those stones come from those people that's irritated or touched the wrong way by the word of God or by the spirit that comes within us, we don't have to get back at them because we know they're being used as a blessing because they're working for us.
for our blood. And if they knew that, if people knew they was working for your good, they wouldn't do it many times if they're trying to hurt you or trying to say things to hurt you because they know, they would know those hurtful things, wait a minute, that's working for their good. That's not doing the pain that I want to cause in them because they touched a painful space. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation or the assignment or the office or the call or the profession spiritually wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness with long suffering. That's the spirit of God forbearing one another in love. Even when we touch that source by girl, I don't like how you touch that thing. I gotta take this thing to the Lord. Okay. It says endeavoring, striving, keep to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So we should all be functioning with one mind, one heart, and one spirit. A wise man will hear and increase. And once I learned that, it allowed me to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. It allowed me to meet people where they are. Why am I going to war with you? Why am I going to let which your opinion about me matter when I see you're not walking in one mind, one heart, one spirit? I know that's coming from either a hurt place, an unhealed or delivered place, and definitely an unwise place because he said a wise man. So why am I going to fight with you? Why am I going to fight with you? It took me a while to get there. It took me a while because he wanted to take people's heads straight on off for handling me wrong. But at this point, once I got this concept this year, what, last month or so, it's working for. It's my employee for my good, man. It all works together for the good to those that love. And we know, this is what it says, and we know that it all works together for the good to them that love God to them that are the called according to his purpose. So it is working for me. It's an employee for my soul salvation. Mm -hmm. It's an employee. You can say what you want, but that's what the word said. And we know that it all. So that more, most powerful word, A-L-L, -L, it is working all for my good. Even whatever ugly wants to be done or said, guess what? It's working to build me. So it's working for my good. I'm closing with this. Psalm 37. This is love. We have to love people. But we can't do that until we love God. I know you love me when I know you love the Lord. Even when you're saying something that touched my sore spot, I know you're 
doing it so I can increase. Not hoping I fail, not watching to hope that I fail or fall. So you can say, "Uh uh-huh, they thought they was all that, but look at them now. And even if that happens with that spirit, I already know it's working for my good. I needed to fall. I don't like how it's, but see, I didn't even worry about that because God said you should not be ashamed. So, but even if I fall, you won't see it because he's not going to let you boast over me, except I turn my back on him or it's working for my good. It's working for, like being in Hartford in that ice in the winter time, you might not be able to see that black ice. Oh, you on the ground like, oh, God, this was not for my good. And you can't get up off of that. Mm. Okay, let's go to the word. It says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Neither be you envious. Oh, when we did this, the teaching on that. And you realize what envy really means. Be you not envious against the workers of inequity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green earth. So pray. Pray for people. You don't really want them cut down. You want them to have soul salvation too. So they can have the peace, the things that we're heir to. It's not the... It's, it, we should not be walking in the spirit of God hoping people fail. And hoping people fall. And hoping people... No, even when they ugly, doing ugly things, you know, they ugly in the inside. They're not healed there. They're not healed. They don't know God. They don't have that one father, one spirit, one mind, one. They don't have it. And if they are saying they're in Christ, they're sick sheep. Because that's not the nature of a sheep. So it's like having rabies. They say, so you got to pray. You got to pray. Something's going on in the heart. Something happened in life. Whatever the case may be. They're not happy. They're not happy. Only time people got so many ugly things to do and say about people, they're not happy. They don't have no joy. They're not walking in that inheritance. They don't have no joy. They don't have no peace. They don't feel loved. You can't show love when you don't, when you don't have the spirit of love. They don't, they don't have it. So that's an area we know we got to pray about. For their good. Not just be like, I hope you mm, slip on that black ice. No. Even when they attacking. He that is spiritual. Yeah, I mean, today I was like, mm. but no. That's what, that's what. Everything that's opposite of God want. They want they want you to come out of his divine nature. God, we're an heir to the divine nature of God. Come on. So these little temporary things and people and situation, they're just temporary. Mm-mm. God told me last year, stop listening to dead things. They're just temporary. And they work for your good. So learn the lesson from it. Because you don't know who with you until they get mad. So be thankful when a person get mad. If they still love you, hold on. But if they're going to cut you down like a tree, 
then you know where their heart really is. And you love them from that place and you pray. But don't fret yourself. And don't hope they get cut down. Because we don't know whether we Judas sitting at the table and they just have not yet appeared. I want, I want my heart to be right with God. And I want my heart to be right with his creation. And sometimes there's a lot of tears. But joy, unspeakable at the same time. Because I want to be a wise woman and increase in learning. And not always cutting the food. So I send the word of God to the people, God to the ears, it God to the hearts of men. I pray somebody gets something out of this. And I sing your love from the throne of my heart in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have a blessed, sweet sleep. Peace.